to the Cosmic Treadmill, where we like to go back to the past and read an old DC comic from their yesteryear of publishing. You can hear us every week on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast, and this week we have a very special uh, issue in mind to read, don't we, Chris? Yeah, we're going to be looking at Green Lantern, Volume 3, Number 50, from March 1994. And we'll probably be talking a little bit about 48 and 49 as well. Um, this issue in particular was written by Ron Mars with art by Daryl Banks. The title is Emerald Twilight Part 3, The Future. The Future. And, uh, you know, the first half of the 90s were a tough time if you were one of DC Comics' heavy hitters. With the uh, speculatory eyes of the world upon the comics industry, every company was trying to pull out all the stops to keep those eyes and dollars focused on their product. In 92, they killed Superman. In 93, they broke Batman. In 1994, it was Green Lantern's turn. By this point, the current Gerard Jones-helmed run was uh, kind of flagging, and something needed to be done to freshen that title up. What would follow was something that few would see coming. That's for sure. And I guess we could say The Flash already got his... In crisis, right? They kind of gave him, yeah. a, you know. I mean, you know, there was drama in his book, but yeah, they gave him a, they gave Wally West a pass. They were like, you've dealt with enough, kid. Yeah, they they put they put Barry on trial for five years and then killed him. Then they killed him. They were like, you know what? We'll give you a uh, little sidekick from the future. How about that? That'll make you feel good. Sure. So uh, first, of course, we're gonna start off. Who is Green Lantern? Well, of course, Green Lantern originally was not even Hal Jordan. It was a gentleman named Alan Scott who first appeared in All-American Comics number 16, uh, dated July 1940, created by Martin Nodell and Bill Finger, a credited uh, co-creation yes. from, the, from the very start. He was a railroad engineer, discovered a magic lantern, and it's kind of based a little bit on the uh, Aladdin story. In fact, his name was going to be Alan Ladd for that reason, but there was a movie... At the time, I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was Lawrence of Arabia. Where was it the? Uh, I think we we talked about this once. We before. did actually talk about this, yeah. Uh, where that character was going to be named Alan Ladd, so they just changed it to Scott. Um, you know, Arabian Nights. Arabian Nights. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, the main character was Alan Ladd, or one of the characters. Cannot claim to have seen it. Uh, this original Green Lantern, his ring impurity was wood instead of the yellow uh, impurity that we are more familiar with today. And his whole thing was powered by the green flame, not willpower, just sort of an ethereal, uh, as I recall vaguely, uh, I, I'm going to use this word, in, inappropriate word, but in a this context, a very oriental sort of trapping. Would you would you, would you say yeah. that? Am I wrong? Like <laughs> No, you're not wrong at all. And I mean I, really I mean that, that in the strictly thirties, forties, you know, sense of the wizened uh, Asian wizard. The Fu Manchu, yeah. Exactly. there was definitely yeah. Fu Manchus involved. Uh, this this green flame was an incarnation of the strength of green growing things, which comes back more recently with uh, Earth Two in more recent D C comics, but that's a whole other story. Certainly. And then, uh, you know, we also have our main man here, Hal Jordan. He first showed up in Showcase number 22, which is the September-October issue from 1959, uh, created by John Broom with uh, Gil Kane. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is the Green Lantern of Sector 2814. This is uh, the more science fiction-oriented Green Lantern story here. I mean, this, this is right in the same year of Sputnik. Yeah. You know, yeah, so this is what's up pe- on people's minds. You know, the space Certainly. race is in full swing, boys. <laughs> and uh, he was a test fi- blah, 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 test pilot for Ferris Aircraft, uh, son of a test pilot who died during a flight demo. Um, his ring impurity, as you mentioned earlier, is the color yellow. And uh, he, like we said, he uh, he 
runs Sector 2814 for the Green Lantern Corps, who uh, also first appeared in Showcase number 22. They are... Yeah, they are an organization of 7,200-plus lanterns presiding over 3,600 sectors. Uh, Their base of operations is the planet Oa, and they're commanded by the Guardians of the Universe, the little blue Julius Schwartz-looking dudes. That's right. I mean, they're pretty much (laughs) patterned right after, and they look just like them. You know, it's funny, before before we uh, were doing this issue, my memory of this is that Hal Jordan had three or four issues of... No guardians, and then they showed up. But I was wrong. They showed up right away. Obviously, mm-hmm. they had this story planned out. Uh, you know, parts of it at least fleshed out very well, early. I hear on. it was like it was based on. The, uh, there's some similarities between this and I. I want to say it's the Signal Men. Uh, I guess that was like a story, a pulp story perhaps, or a science fiction story. And uh, I've heard that, but yeah, I've never read that. I've never read the origin story. To me it. either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. If anyone can tell us about that, we'd love to hear more about it. That'd be great. Absolutely. Um, so a little more, little background information. We're gonna we're gonna roll it back before we get to Green Lantern number fifty. Uh, a couple of things you need to know. Uh, first of all, uh, Sinestro ha- was part of the central power battery on the Green Lantern Corps' home planet of Oa, and that happened in the last testament of Sinestro uh, in Green Lantern Corps number two hundred twenty-two, March nineteen eighty-eight. Um, there was a trial, uh, you know, Sinestro had, I, I think Sinestro, the jig was up basically, right? After, yeah, he, after they, years of, of being a dick, being a dick and trying to run Korrigar, his home planet as a dictator. And I think he pulled a couple other broader shenanigans. He finally went on trial and they, they sentenced him to death. But since you can't have, you know, I guess they couldn't do that. Well, they, they did. They killed him. And, uh, it turned out that that was the worst thing they could do because of a of a some sort of a treaty between the Zamorans and the uh, Guardians. Yeah. Who were originally part of the same race broke off, and then the core uh, the uh, who were they the uh, the other ones not the Guardians. The Zamoranians. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They uh, went to Korrigar and uh, started mating. So Sinestro, I guess, it was in essence part of their lineage and. Uh, they, uh, I guess there was a war between the Guardians and the Zamorans, or the Corrigans, and uh, some sort of treaty was in where they could not harm any of the Corrigans. And yeah. with them killing uh, Sinestro, their treaty was off, it was nullified, and uh, it left the uh, yellow impurity in the battery as the only thing in the battery. Yeah. At so, all, uh, and for a minute, the core were drained of their uh, yeah, and, and I'm powers. sure I I'm sure I really didn't cover that as well as I should have, but it's uh, it's it's you know we, we, we got to take for granted that people listening to this know a little something about the what the Green Lantern <laughs> or core just is, fast but but right the now. way they, they they chucked him into the battery that was their thing, yeah. you know, and then, and he was able to meld with it, so uh, yeah, he hasn't been seen since March 1988. Uh, this that that comic. Another thing that happened uh, right before this really. Uh, Reign of the Supermen, which was the fallout from the death of Superman. Um, you know, there were four Supermen came out. One of them was Cyborg Superman. And Cyborg Superman and Mongol went over to Coast City, which is Hal Jordan's home city, and uh, blew it up. Not to get at Hal Jordan, right? It was Weren't they no. planning to put a vent there or something? Yeah, it was like some sort of uh, energy area or something. Yeah. It, was, uh, it wasn't personal. Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't against him, but, he, you know, uh, that was Green Lantern number 46, so this was right before this uh, Emerald Twilight happens um, on October 1993. 
So two issues later, Hal attempts to rescue, rescue Coast City with his ring, and the ring runs out of juice while he's in the middle of it. This is a pretty touching issue where he's, he talks to his father, uh, talks to his mother, all constructs of them. Um, and it's it's interesting because his father is still kind of a dick to him, initially yeah. at least. Although, you know, you could say that's his projection of his father, how he sees him. Sure. Um, that is, yeah, his ring runs out because he's really, you know, straining it here. He's putting, pushing it, yeah. Putting on a big, put, recreating a city. And uh, the Guardians uh, summon him to Oa for his abusive power, tell him to give, give up the ring and show up to Oa right away. And uh, Hal's not having it. He says... Uh, I need more power so I can rebuild my fake coast city, you jerks. He wants to make everything right. He make everything right, and that's let me tell you, that's totally normal. How that you would have a fucking city just <laughs> powered by, you know. <laughs> no worked uh, in the Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you know, it's actually funny. There's a Swamp Thing story like this where he's first stranded on an alien planet and he's able to make plant constructs out of this blue plant material. Really. Uh, out of you know Abigail and the people that he loves, and he actually he recreates the town of Huma. I think that might have actually preceded this. Now that I'm really thinking about it, um, huh. or it might have been I'd look it up, 87, 88, something like that. Yeah, so definitely before this. Yeah. But he comes to the conclusion that it's not a good idea right away. Whereas Hal goes the other way. He flies to <laughs> Oa. <laughs> yeah, and on his way to Oa, he is ripping the Green Lantern rings off of his fellow core members. Mm-hmm. Uh, hands, in fact, chopping off one of their arms <laughs> yep. uh, down the line. Uh, really, so I mean, this is nine. Don't forget, this is the 90s, folks. He takes out his friends, Kilowog and Tomar too. Uh, Boudica also. Then he, he he brought her into. That's the when he cut her hand off. Yeah. He cut her hand off, and uh, now the Guardians at the end of issue 49, they awaken Sinestro out of the central bat- power battery to fight Hal Jordan to the death. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we he, jump right in. Yeah, they think they figure Sinestro is the only guy that could do it, and uh, we start off with uh, issue 50 with uh, Hal and Sinestro just getting down to it. Yep, right away. Um, and uh, you know, you can tell it's personal because Hal dumps all the extraneous rings except his own. Yeah. He's like, okay, you know, I'll take you on with just my ring because you know Sinestro had his own ring too. Yeah. Um, and he, and uh, he's a Green Lantern here. He see he's sort of wearing a. Uh, green version of the of what was his suit at the time you know if yeah. you're looking at it it's sort of like a a big green burst on the front instead of the usual yellow one so he, he's mm-hmm. he's a green lantern here yeah through and through mm-hmm. yeah the, he called himself the lesser of two evils so, uh, which is <laughs> wow. interesting um you know they they initially have a very uh it's like a Doctor Strange type of battle here with just beams you know beams of light fighting at each other I just love that the beams Hitting each other, you know what I mean? Like that. It, mm-hmm. Beams don't normally work like that, but <laughs> they do on Oa. Yeah. And uh, you know the the battle breaks down to just a fist fight. You know, you, they, they're just going back and forth here. I guess Hal doesn't like being uh, Hal doesn't like being told that he's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, it, or it being all, called and, a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> calls him a chicken. Um, and Hal gets Sinestro in a headlock and says, you know, I probably should have done this a long time ago. And Sinestro laughs and goes, you know what? You probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> and he just and he breaks his neck. Yeah, kind of unceremoniously. Neck. <laughs> just snap a man's neck right there. And no he problem. Slumps to the ground. So uh, yeah, and he and he and he's talking a ton of shit to the very end. I love that. You know yeah. what I mean? He's just like, uh, he's a total prick about it. 
So then uh, they send out Kilowog, who uh, Hal did kind of beat the beat up in the he last was issue. When he landed, yeah. Yeah, pretty much when he landed. Now he comes back. Kilowog tries to reason with him first, telling him it's not too late to stop. You're not as bad as Sinestro, even though you just killed <laughs> Sinestro. That would that kind of make you a notch worse. Uh, and he compares Kyle's loss of Coast City with the loss of his home planet and his whole family during crisis, crisis on Infinite Earths, which really is not even comparable. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> Kilowog lost everybody he knew ever. You know what I mean? Like at least Hal's got friends in, uh, you know, he's got friends in the Justice League. Probably got sure. a couple of people in Metropolis he can stay with. Uh, yeah, he's really, he's really being kind of a. Uh, yeah, Hal usually slept on people's couches anyway. It's true, you know. I <laughs> wonder about all that time he was the hard traveling heroes with Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. He made a whole bunch of friends with them, plus Green yeah. Arrow. So I mean, come on, come on, Hal. You know, look on the bright side of things. But that's not his way. I gotta make Hal's a little petulant here, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he just straight up barbecues uh, poor Kilowog. <laughs> just, I mean, just blasts him with a with a beam, a wide beam of green light, and Kilowog turns into a uh, burnt skeleton. Yeah, he looks Simple like the that. elephant man's skeleton. A little bit. It's kind of, you know, I, I like to kind of gave him a hippopotamus skull, you know, which is how, <laughs> how I guess I would have figured it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it for Kilowog. Like. That's it. During that fight, too, it's funny, uh, Hal mentions that he left all of the other core members with a just enough yep. energy to stay alive. To survive. As you'll see, that's irrelevant in a, yeah. a very few pages. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with, uh, with a smoldering skeleton of Kilowog in the, in the uh, foreground, he uh, heads back to the uh, battery. He wants all that power. Mm-hmm. Guardian's finally getting his way. And he tells them off, and he actually tosses his ring. He's, he doesn't need his ring anymore. He's going to get all the power in the universe. The Guardians, they get into a <laughs> they get into a wicked prayer circle, and uh, they, they, join, they join hands and they uh, you know think and hope real hard. Yep. <laughs> and they uh, and they care bear stare their power into Ganthith, who yep. will be the the lone guardian left over. Um, because when Hal leaves the battery, they're they're smoldering on the ground too. Um, Hal he does step into the main power battery. All the guardians but Ganthith die. And uh, Hal walks out. He's wearing his brand new parallax duds. Mm-hmm. Uh, stomps on the ring that he discarded earlier, and he flies away. And, the, and these parallax duds are just pure 90s comic book. I mean, he's got the huge... I mean, shoulder pads? Huge shoulder pads. Parts of it are metal, it seems. You know, there are just lines and dots on it. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, sure. You know, that's like a seamstress's worst nightmare. You know, <laughs> and his hell. domino mask is pointed. <laughs> that's right. That's how we know he's bad now, folks. <laughs> yes, he's got eyebrows. So uh, there is there is somewhat of an epilogue here, though, after uh, Hal Jordan, or Parallax, makes his exit. Ganthet repairs the final Green Lantern ring and mm-hmm. seeks the final Green Lantern. That well, And there never was another one again. Ever, ever. Uh, <laughs> Sir takes him to, like, a cruddy nightclub, like a back alley that really is it's like a rat in it. It's, 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 yeah. it's disgusting. Uh, and a bump. Where he meets Kyle Rayner. And a bump, that's true. Somebody that uh, witnesses this whole thing. Meets Kyle Rayner's wearing a badass nine inch nails shirt mm-hmm. and uh, just says, Here you go, kid, you're you're the you're it. <laughs> Gives him the Put ring. This on. <laughs> and to be honest to be honest, Kyle takes it pretty well. Considering sure. considering, you know, what's happening, although I guess he knows at least what a Green Lantern is. He's not like And the, he's probably drunk at the moment. That's true. That probably helped <laughs> numb him. And uh 
there he is. And I, <laughs> I wrote another white guy, but as uh, Chris pointed out, he's half Hispanic. Yes. So yeah, there's there's a little there is a little bit of culture in here. So that's. Uh, I'm working it, on making one of those right now. So yeah. Oh what? Oh there you go. So so you you know maybe that'll be the new Green Lantern right there. Okay. So that um, that pretty much wraps it up and and opened up a new era for Green Lantern after this. Yeah, the uh, fallout. We have, uh, you know, Hal didn't go away. Um, He's got himself a new gig. He is Parallax, and uh, he would be the driving force behind uh, the, I believe it's later this year, it's uh, Zero Hour, A Crisis in Crime. Which is 94? Yeah, yeah. This is is spring of 94, and I think that was like the summer event of 90. Yeah, because Green Lantern, I think 55 is the zero hour issue before number yeah. zero. No, that, so, that's my memory of it too. Is ninety four. Yeah, and uh, he's the he's the big bad. So mm-hmm. one of the one of the top heroes becomes the big bad of a crisis event. So that's a pretty big deal. And uh, and as we as you mentioned, uh, we got Kyle Rayner who is the new only and final <laughs> Green Lantern. That's right. At least for a little while. Um, now here we got some uh, letters column postscript in GL50. This is by Ron Mars, I'd have to assume, or is it by the editor? I believe it is by Eddie Berganza. Oh wow, it's Eddie. None other than Eddie Berganza, yes. who I guess had, really had to be an assistant editor at this. He point. was the assistant at yeah, this point. But uh, they usually get they usually get tasked with writing uh, the columns anyway. Uh, so he wrote, "Wow, didn't think we'd do it, did you? Hal, the core, even the Guardians, all gone." But why, you may ask yourself. Oh, some of you may think you have the answer. Crash commercialism, boost sales, everyone else is doing it. Jump on the bandwagon. But no, we wanted, needed a change. Let's face it, in all the years that Hal has been in existence, there's been little change, if any, to the character. Sure, he gained great temples with his second series, but that's as far as it went. Superficial. Cosmetic. Even Denny O'Neill, who told great stories with the character, admits it was hard to tell stories about the character. Hal was either too nice or a jerk, leaving no lasting impression, and that had to change. What we have done has undoubtedly angered a lot of you, and that's okay because before this nobody was talking about this book or even cared about its central character to any great extent. I love that. That's changed. Hey, you know, (laughs) it's a false flag operation, folks. Um, Now, as our new GL takes over, you will be experiencing many new things alongside him, including the new abilities of the ring. And Hal Jordan will still be around, looming as as a much greater force in the DCU. So stick with us as we ring in the new. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's that's some pretty upfront admission to what they're doing here, you know. Uh, Yeah. It's it's. You know, Chris and I had had a short sort of discussion the other day about uh, DC's legacy characters and how they were really priming a lot of their characters to have their legacies carried on by sons, daughters, new people, you know, and they were yeah, going to kind of move on. I mean, I'll tell you what, this happened uh, not only not because of the, the really Kyle Rayner, but for a lot of reasons. I was this is my first year in college and, uh, you know, kind of fell out of comics for a little while, kind of was broke for a little while, too. Um, so Kyle Rayner to me was never really my Green Lantern, but I know talking to other people, I think for you, right? Is that, I know for yeah. Eric, that's his Green Lantern. And so it works. It does. You know what I mean? Like to be able yep. to, to come up with a new character that's totally new, that isn't like have this shared history, it works on people. And, and I think this 
definitely work. There are people today that care a lot about Kyle Rayner and are not very happy with what's happened to Kyle Rayner. Hal Hal was always, he was, you know, you had uh, Wally as the Flesh and you had St. Barry in the background all the time. You know, he was the sainted, you know, Barry Allen. And uh, with Hal or with Kyle, Hal was always just the old, boring Green Lantern. Yeah. You know, it was just... You know, I've done a lot of reading in recent years over of, of a lot of the older stuff, and I enjoy it. But, uh, but yeah, he was always seen as just like like uh, Berganza says here. It's hard to tell stories about him because it's what are you gonna do? It's it's he's, true. He's very he's very shallow. Yeah, uh, and and I actually, um, you know, the best stories about him kind of exploit that shallow tendency. I yeah. think. <laughs> they, they, I mean, that, that's who he is. He sort of is just not a very deep he's kind of a gung-ho you know take action kind of guy so uh yeah it's it's interesting as we're going to find out in a little while they sort of backpedaled on this but it definitely was pretty ballsy and i think that in the short you know i'm sorry in the long term it worked because you made a character that is still around today you know like and people really give a shit about him and i think that's uh very good yeah yeah and the you know the there was some controversy to this entire storyline, as as, as we're sh- I'm sure we know. Um, you know, looking back at uh, Green Lantern number 47 from November of uh, 93, you know, Coast, Coast City was destroyed in 46. Emerald Twilight starts in 48. Yeah. 47 is a very weird. It's like a business as usual issue. It's a it's a Hal and Ollie team up. And uh, I, you know, I don't know if it was just one that they had in the in a drawer that they needed to burn. It had to be. It had to <laughs> it be had an to inventory be, right? issue, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's just so strange that, it, you know, the destruction of Coast City is is not the, you know, the the priority of the story, which you think it should be. Well, I mean, well, of course. I mean, without without giving away what we're about to talk about sure. these solicitations too much, but uh, you know the. <laughs> Basically, the story changed, and I think that this issue was meant to be a setup for the story that was. But yeah. when the story changed and probably was late stage, they were like, "All right, we can't get four issues written. Write no. three. We'll slip in. We'll slip in a little uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow to uh, appease to the fans, to the say goodbye to the team." Yeah, and uh, but but it, it is it is totally out of place because I don't think does he even mention it, or if he mentions it, it's almost like. I you think know, it's just in like the last couple of pages. Yeah. He says something about. I gotta get over. back to coast. Yeah. I gotta get back. To Pretty much. <laughs> the, the smoking that crater that ground. was my yeah. city. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they even went as far as to uh, solicit the original uh, issue 48 that was supposed to be, you know, written by Gerard Jones, the same fellow who'd been writing the entire the volume. And uh, that solicitation, it reads. Superman and the Justice League gather by Green Lantern's side as Hal confronts the horror of the destruction of Coast City. Meanwhile, on Oa, the Guardians of the Universe find themselves fighting a lethal battle against the Guardians of the Universe. Mm. That's not the story we got. No, not at all. <laughs> no, the uh, the final solicitation, which is you know written by Ron Mars, it starts here with uh, beginning the special three-part story, Emerald Twilight, that culminates in the landmark Green Lantern number 50. Green Lantern confronts the horror of the destroyed Coast City, once a place where he lived, worked, and even buried his parents. Now Hal Jordan must come to terms with the death of his father, an event that, le- that led to his choosing the life of a Green Lantern. But his way of coping may cost him his ring, and the consequences of his actions will change his life forever. Yeah. Which is the story we got. A stark difference also. You know, one of them is Sir? sort of like, ah, oh, you know, 
Justice League and Green Lantern team up, and you know there's a big space battle, and you know you, big problem. And you figure everything's gonna be okay at the end. Pretty much, you know. But this is like, wait, there's a big, big shift in what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Number 49 also had a different solicit. The original one uh, for Gerard Jones was Green Lantern is caught up in a battle raging between two equally powerful groups of guardians in the universe. Hal's side loses, and the winner's first act is to take away the Power Ring's 24-hour time limit and their yellow impurity. Their second act is to appoint a new leader to the Green Lantern Corps, Sinestro. This issue leads directly into the landmark Green Lantern number 50, a major turning point for the series. And uh, Ron Mars' solicitation, the one we did get, part two of the three-part Emerald Twilight. Hal Jordan has gone rogue, rocketing to Oa in a desperate quest for the power, the power to restore Coast City. When the other Green Lanterns are unable to stop him, the Guardians are forced to reinstate the one member of the Corps who might put an end to Jordan's rampage. Which they actually did bring out Sinestro. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, that, so that stayed the same. <laughs> and, uh, I, I mean, I wonder how much stayed and how much didn't, you know. Well, with Kyle, I believe the 24-hour time limit and the yellow... I know that the yellow impurity is gone, but I, I don't know about the time his, limit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that was that was in the works, I suppose. It's it's um, it's it's seeing seeing these uh, two together. It's it's just interesting how the whole nature of the plot changed. Oh yeah, you know, no, it's wild stuff. And we even have the original uh, Gerard Jones penned plot for uh, the landmark number fifty. Mm. Um, it was going to lead up to a war of the core here. The uh, you have these new guardians that were mentioned in the solicits. Solicits they show up. They claim that the current Guardians are imposters, and their claim is backed up by the Zamorans. Or Zamorans. Yep. Um, the new Guardians, they wake Sinestro to lead the new and real core. And uh, the Sinestro core, they fight Hal and the heroes. So you have the Justice League, you have some of the quote-unquote rogue lanterns that come with him. They, they battle. And uh, during, the, during the, uh, the story, we find out that Hal's father... Uh, his death was orchestrated by the the old guardians Whoa. to prov- to provide Hal with the trauma to be a hero, and I mean we we find out in in some old stories that uh, the guardians did a lot of unscrupulous yeah crap to they're Hal. pretty messed up bunch of liars really yeah they 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 almost they more or less lobotomized the fear out of his head yeah. <laughs> to uh, make him fearless at one point. Um, these uh, new guardians, they're ultimately revealed as manifestations of entropy. Uh, the good guys eventually win. The original guardians and the real core, they're back in business. But the, you know, it's still remains that these guardians killed Hal's father, <laughs> so he doesn't trust anybody anymore. Yeah. Uh, he he winds up tossing the ring. He's no longer Green Lantern. Now he is the protector. Yeah. So and, he was going to be a good guy, you know. Yeah. And he was going to teach the Teen Titans about drugs. <laughs> that would be that would awesome. That was his outfit too. Like they just like tie it all in together. They tie it all he was together. Gonna, Everything's he was in continuity, folks. Yeah, yeah. He was gonna stay a hero, and and the big shift, I guess, was to remove the yellow impurity and the uh, time limit. Yeah. Um. I mean, I assume he also wouldn't be uh, doing the oath anymore if he's not going to be affiliated with the guardians. The core. You know, the yeah. core. So it's it, talk about different. You know, definitely something. Uh, totally, and, and considering how much, you know, as we said, Zero Hour was just based. This is right after, based on Parallax yep. and this happening. But so much more of Green Lantern, pretty much everything that followed, is sort of based around this fact that Parallax exists, that there's an entity in the Lantern, and 
Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah, you blah, gotta blah. wonder what they would have done with, like, would Zero Hour's Big Bad have been like the time trapper from the Legion or something? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> they, they actually went through with the original story. No, you know how it is. When in doubt, use the anti-monitor. Very simple. <laughs> yes. That's, just throw them in anywhere. So there were some fan theories at the time uh, as to why Hal was got so crazy and and killed the the, the Green Lantern Corps and the Guardians. Uh, one of them was that there was. It, Chris Keir calls it the Malvolio effect. Uh, mm-hmm. This was during his tenure during the Green, the Action Comics Weekly. This was a kind of, I wouldn't call it an anthology title, but they had different kind heroes of. in it. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was 42-ish weekly issues where they had different uh, different stories, like three or four stories in each issue. Yeah, so, but it was a kind of a rotating cast, but Superman yeah. was always the first one. That was that was the thing, I believe. Um, yeah, he always, he was always in there. He was always leading it. So, but but during his time in there, Hal would run into a rogue lantern called Malvolio, who looks like a cross between Alan Scott and Duke Nukem. Yes. Mal's father was a lantern in good standing, and his son killed him to get the ring, which is he you know the ring. what a dick. So uh, Hal faced off with Mal and ultimately wound up wearing his ring as he took him back to Earth. He you know he had to take his ring off, you know, to disarm him, police procedure. Um, so. <laughs> The theory was that this was the ring he was wearing during Emerald Twilight that made him go all squirrely, infused with the psychosis of Malvolio. Yeah, because we find out after that that Malvolio let him take the ring because he wanted a, a way to anchor himself to Earth. Mm. So uh, that that was uh, on on Usenet and the uh, the BBSs. That was that was what people were thinking. They were thinking that this was going to bring Malvolio back, and I had no idea who Malvolio was. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I, I I never read that uh, Action Comics run. It was weird. It was very, very weird. <laughs> he, he, I mean, Hal's on Oprah for a couple of issues. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe it's, I have to see it's that. It's interesting, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like we said here, you know, there's a lot of fan theories because the fans were very passionate about this. Yeah. One one such collective of fans were Heat, uh, H-E-A-T, Hal's Emerald Advancement Team. They were originally Hal's Emerald Attack Team. But that sounded a little too terroristy, yeah. so they changed it. And you know, we're going to find out that their uh, their methods aren't that far off. <laughs> uh, they they actually there's a website. It's glheat.tripod.com that you can still go to if you want to find out about heat. Wow, isn't it crazy? Oh, the resilience. <laughs> yes, heat lives on. <laughs> yeah. Twenty years later, they were uh, rather unhappy with Hal's removal as Green Lantern. And they had the tagline, or the whatever here, the slogan here. As Green Lantern fans, it is our goal to encourage and advocate the return and exoneration of Hal Jordan as Green Lantern, the restoration of the Green Lantern legend, and the revival of the honorable Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> considering their honorable practices here, they reportedly sent death threats to DC Editorial yes. and Ron Mars. The honor, the honor of the of the heat. Yes. Yeah, they were just trying to advance something, not attack anything. Um, notably, they paid $3,500 to run a full-page ad in Wizard Magazine. Which is unbelievable. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it crazy? And uh, this is before Kickstarter. And uh, <laughs> so they ran the ad, and they also had the privilege of being mercilessly mocked by Wizard Magazine. And everyone else, because, you know, the, <laughs> there's one there's one problem with this sort of, especially sending death threats and, you know, doing, you know, Ridiculous. crazy things, is you're actually talking about a fictional thing to ladies and gentlemen and you can never really forget you can never really forget that that it's not your duty to campaign against a fictional story you don't like it's yeah. just your duty to stop reading it <laughs> and uh, and for the record i don't think jeff johns was part of it 
Probably not. No, because that he, was one of the rumors in the mid. He's sort of. He's sort of. He definitely is a Hal Jordan. Uh, you know, he he's a fan. Guy, or, but yeah, he's a, he's too much of a team player for that kind of shenanigan. Sure, sure. We heard that Judd Winnick was calling in to stop Jason Todd from being killed, and we heard that jo- Jeff Johns was part of Heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Hal uh, Hal ultimately did get redeemed. Um, uh, he sacrificed himself to destroy the Sun Eater in the final night storyline. This is where the sun was going away and the world was covered in snow. Yep. So he sacrificed himself there and uh, died a hero. Uh, he ultimately became the embodiment of the Spectre yep. during the Day of Judgment storyline. And then he ultimately returned to his ring-wielding ways in Green Lantern Rebirth, the first one. Um, he was absolved of all the guilt. Uh, turns out he was under the influence of a giant yellow space bug That's, the whole time. Yeah, I mean that would be the that would kick off the Jeff Johns era, which would be uh, you know Black Night, the emotional spectrum, so, you know all that stuff. So that's. It, you know, it it I, I always I always found that very creative the emotional spectrum idea. Uh, sure. And not I don't know why it took so long to get there. It, it's almost so obvious that you're just yeah. like, wow, why didn't we why didn't they do this before? And it, it doesn't really come into conflict the way it was done with anything else that came before it, which I always nope. appreciated. But you know, this return of of Hal Jordan, uh, you know, that's comic books for you folks. That's fine, I guess. I'd rather the Malvolio excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us uh, ramble on about Hal Jordan, Green Lanterns, and Green Lantern Volume 3, Number 50. Uh, Mm -hmm. Definitely a great issue, and kind of the, uh, not even the end to a good run, but sort of a midpoint of a good run on Green Lantern that's worth checking out. Mm -hmm. I would say, if you guys agree, if you disagree, if you want to uh, tell us uh, what we got wrong, or if you want to give us some suggestions for future comics on Cosmic Treadmill, you can write to us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And don't forget that Jim gets really annoyed when you say that we uh, did a good job, so make sure you uh, let him know how you feel. Um, if you want to f- Try to mean it, though. Exactly. If you could mean <laughs> it, that would make us feel better. But if you don't mean it, that at least makes him feel bad. So that's that's go. something. We'll take that. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Reggie Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. And uh, I tell you here, and I tell you on the other uh, Weird Comics History podcast, you got to go to chrisisoninfiniteearth.blogspot.com, where he actually has reviewed uh, issues 47 and 40, no, 48, 49, and I have a feeling you're going to be reviewing 50 tomorrow, aren't you? Uh, 50 will be next week. I don't want to ruin the book. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so, you, so you can actually do a little catch-up before you listen to this if you want to. <laughs> it's too late now, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, those are up there. Uh, by Monday, you'll be able to read all the whole arc of them, uh, what he thought of them, and look at some ads from those comics, and it'll be great. So if uh, that's all we got for this week, anything else there, Chris? Nope. We will uh, catch you next time. So long, everybody. Keep it on the treadmill cosmically. Just made a friend. A friend is someone you need. But now that he had to go away, I still feel the words that he might say. Your heart